T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Special broadcast. It's the 19th annual WEEI Nesson Jimmy Fund Radio Telethon. Presented by Arbella Insurance. Here for the Jimmy Fund. Here for good. CCL. Cape Cod Lumber. A name you can build on. House Fuel Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed. Your New England Volkswagen dealers. Apollo Safety. The leaders in safety technology. FindMassMoney.com. Sweeping Man. The Chimney Experts. And Deep River Snacks. Because we give a chip. The 19th Annual WEEI Nesson Jimmy Fund Radio Telethon. To make a gift, please call 877-738-1234. Now live from Fenway Park, Chris and Keith on WEEI. And we're already off to a good start here on the WEEI Nesson Jimmy Fund Radio Telethon. We are outpacing 2019 already. That good, is excellent. Good. You can text K Cancer to 20222 to donate $25 just like that. Just like you can listen to us on the Odyssey app, you could just as easily send the text to be able to donate to help strike out cancer. And joining us here, by the way, Bruce Cassidy, bottom of the hour. Uh, joining us now, Adam Stern is a metastatic kidney cancer patient uh, from Newton. Adam, welcome. And tell us a little bit about your story, how you found out, and then the oh my God moment. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. Uh, I was diagnosed in 2018, and I have to tell you that the day before that, my life seemed really normal. There was not a lot going on. A little bit of weight loss that I wasn't intending, which wasn't like me. Uh, you know, like a lot of guys, I have to try hard to lose weight usually. And uh, this was happening without my trying. Um, and it all happened really fast where... Um, uh, I, you know, had um, a little bit of a medical issue. I went to see the doctor, got scanned. Within a couple days, we knew this earth-shattering diagnosis was in place. And thankfully, I, I got hooked up with Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. And I wish I could go back to that moment and show myself all the things that would happen between then and now because I at that moment you don't know what what your future holds you don't know if you're gonna be alive you don't know if you're gonna continue to work meanwhile fast forward three years three and a half years um, you know we've had a second child I'm doing really well my last scans uh, after five surgeries and three different immunotherapies my last scans were totally clean you know like really amazing things uh, that I attribute largely to this you know system of Dana-Farber Cancer Institute uh, the Harvard Medical School system all these amazing treatments that are available so going back to when you were first diagnosed you were a, a relatively new father right your son right. was 11 months old yeah so plenty going on just there just alone with that how how did you and your wife kind of 
grasp what was going on while also trying to maintain, you know, a happy life for your son. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I think that when a, a kid is that young, it's almost easier than, you know, now my son is over four years old and he asks a lot of questions and he, he has a better understanding of everything. So at that time, it was like, all right, my wife and I had to really uh, get ourselves together and focus on doing the next step. So I was on the surgery table within a week, which is amazing. Wow. You know, we it was like family gathered around and really stepped up. And, you know, at that time in my life, the time I was spending with my with my baby was the best, you know, because he was the only person in the world who had no idea what was going on. Uh, as he's gotten older, it's been more challenging. It's still the best, but it's more challenging. How has it been now that uh, you're in remission? I wouldn't call it that uh, because I, I, I have to get scanned all, you know, every four months. And uh, my last procedure was just in January. So it's it's a process. You know, I'm living with this. Uh, I'm not a cancer patient. I'm a patient living with cancer and I'm going to be living with it for a long time, hopefully. How has it changed you as a person, whether as a husband or with little kids? Yeah. So I think the number one way that it's changed me is that it's encouraged me to pursue things that are really important to me, to take risks that are, you know, be, being less afraid of not getting something right. It's like getting out of your own head in a lot of ways. A lot of ways, yeah. Just being able to, to put yourself out there and do things that you want to do as opposed to things you feel like you should do. That's probably the biggest thing. What were the challenges last year when it was, you know, getting treatment and now all of a sudden there's all these different restrictions and I'm sure you couldn't have family members with you or if you could, it was very limited. How, how did you guys handle that? Yeah, that's a that's an, I know that's been a huge challenge for a lot of people. For my particular circumstances, it was really interesting where 2019 was an incredibly tough year for me. It was like treatment after treatment after treatment, but they added up to this cumulative really beneficial effect where 2020 was a good year uh, health-wise. And so um, it was like the rest of the world caught up uh, to where I'd been in 2019 when the pandemic hit. And it's true, everybody's dealing with it in their own way, and it's hard for people during the pandemic with family and, and not being able to have the supports that they normally do. So we're all doing the best we can, I guess. I, I know you may think this might be an odd question, but you're a psychiatrist. You're an assistant professor of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School. How did your formal training help you mentally manage what you were yeah. going through, or did you need to go talk to someone? Yeah, yeah, that's not at all an odd question. Uh, and I, I would know I'm a psychiatrist, so I hear all kinds of questions. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah. No, but um, I, uh, you know, I, I think that people might assume that I'm uh, be in a better position to handle the stress of a diagnosis like that. And, and truthfully, I don't think that's the case. I think I, I had to experience the sort of roller coaster of emotions just like everyone does. Um, I did end up going to see someone, and, and I still see someone uh, that I talked to. I wanted a place, uh, a person, a professional who I could talk to about anything that's a space that's just for me and, and that I wouldn't, you know, a lot of patients living with cancer worry that they'll burden their family members or other people around them. And you want a space for that kind of thing. So I encourage any anyone who's listening, if you're not sure, you're on the fence, you think it might be helpful, go for it. Talk to someone, a professional. Uh, if the worst case scenario is you, you stop going, you know. And you're also a writer. He's been in the Boston Globe. He's been in the New York Times. You're with two authors I'm working on my memoirs right now. Uh, but you have a book. You recently published a book. Can you yeah. tell, us, tell us about that. Yeah, wow. Um, so I, one of the things that happened was that once I was diagnosed, I started writing these essays because for the first time in my life, instead of just being a healthy doctor uh, treating patients, I was now also a patient 
uh, in the healthcare system. So I started writing essays about that experience and seeing it from a different perspective. Those essays were very revealing, self-revealing, and, and they, they found an audience in, in really great places like the Boston Globe and the Times. And, uh, and that led to this opportunity to write this book about my psychiatry training, uh, which is called Committed. I would say to everyone, please donate to this telethon, radio, radio, radio telethon, and uh, and then uh, and then only after that buy the book, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. hey, no, 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 nothing wrong in promoting your no. uh, your book. Would you have done the book had you not gone through this experience? Is that one of the you know leaps of faith that you took? Yeah, yeah, no, it is. Uh, in other words, I I, I would never have. I, I always like the idea of, of having a book out, uh, of writing a book and, and seeing it in the world. You know, it's almost like a grasp at immortality in some ways. But, you know, like, uh, I don't think I ever would have, it was a stepwise progression. I never would have actually gotten there if this sort of, you know, asteroid didn't hit hit my life, you know, that changed everything and took away my fear of rejection and, you know, inspired me to, to start writing about things again. Do you plan on writing more? I'm, I'm right now. I'm writing. I'm focusing on on writing things that are uh, personal for my kids. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just what I'm doing right now to get you know I'm taking sort of a pause from from the public writing and, and doing more of that right now. And someday I hope to circle back and write something for the public again. Well, Adam, uh, thank you for stopping by. Again, his book committed dispatches from a psychiatrist in training. Might as well give him the plug, I man. I think so. No, I, mean, I appreciate that. But <laughs> donate to this first. All right, Absolutely. There you go. Uh, uh, K Cancer to 20222. Text and you can donate $25 right away. Adam, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Excellent. Great story there. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.